Hello. Hello, Merlin. Hello, Dad. How are you? I'm good. I'm sorry you caught me off guard. I like that. That's my favorite thing. Yeah, I, I messed something up with the way I titled a file and I got confused. And then my computer started going, do, 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 <laughs> do, do, do. My mom texted me this morning and she said, what's the best way to electronically store and manage passwords? Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, that's, I, a, that's a very cool question. Yes. And I, I said to her, you know, they're not, not a sponsor, uh, shame on them. They have been though. So I said one mm-hmm. password said, it'll work on your phone and your iPad and your computer. And you only have to know one password ever again. And she's like, Oh, that sounds cool. And then a few minutes later, she texted me back and said, it is not a free application. Mm-hmm. And I replied and I said, you're right. And I said, <laughs> I said, and it's awesome. I said, why is would it be a, free? <laughs> is that a, I don't know if this is an actual term. Is that a performative statement? Is that when you say that, you say that almost like it's a question, like it needs a response. <laughs> right. To which I would say, accurate. Accurate. accurate mother, accurate. You are correct. <laughs> Doc is here. Doc is not here. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, I understand it. I don't like it, but I do understand it. I, I absolutely understand it. Um, the, it's, but it's interesting that the expectation almost is that things should be free. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, oh, Dan, if I've learned anything in the last few years, it's that there's always a different way you could slice up the pie yeah. to where it, it it's, it may not make more sense, but it's less <laughs> unsensible. So like when that happens, I go, yeah, I, I can totally see that point of view. And, and, and the irony is, of course, you know, the people in our camps who, uh, you know, <laughs> spend money on software and, you know, we come from a time when, you know, there was costly software, there was shareware, and there was stealing. And that was really it. But most software was pretty costly, mm-hmm. even by, or even like, I guess, especially by the standards of the 80s and 90s. But... It, it is kind of ironic that those of us who came up with that, who, who are now living in the age of the of iOS, uh, we would go like, well, I mean, yeah, I'd rather not pay $80 for that. But if you, that's like, that's less than a trip to the grocery store and it protects your security. Like, right. you know, or, you know, any way you want to cut that up. Everybody's priorities are different. It's, it's too easy these days to draw false equivalencies that are, that allied a certain honesty that can exist in, Two different planes, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's the thing. So I get that. But the, so I'm, I got to finish this thought. Um, so you go out and you spend mm, two to $1,200 on a phone. You go out and spend all this money on a phone. A lot of people that I know would say, well, yeah, I mean, you just spent all this money on a phone. Like, why wouldn't you also buy good software to run on that phone? Or as you say, apps. But somebody else would go like, hey, look, I just spent two to $1,200 on a phone. I'm not going to go spend $80 on an app that does a thing. You know, I, I told you this before. The one example that goes through my head, this is completely off topic, but, um, you know, these days, uh, for coffee, if I'm doing espresso, I'll do an AeroPress. If I'm just doing, you know, coffee, just regular old, we'll just do pour over, right. With like a regular old, I think I told you that thing. I like the clever dripper, but anyway, that's, it's not, you know, it's not super complicated, right? but, um, it's, um, we used to buy this pretty nice B B plus Cuisinart coffee machine and use it. It was that kind of retro silvery front. Everybody yes, had I had that one too ten, with the little with the nice little um, raised letters. Yeah, the raised letters and the switch that it had on the front was like an old yeah. style like uh, mm-hmm. World a War rocker switch two rocker switch. Yeah, yeah, it just really felt like it felt like something in the in the, in the cockpit of Doctor Strange left. Yeah, right, or or like Gattaca <laughs> would have made this, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Mandrake, have you ever wondered why I only drink grain alcohol? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, anyway, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And if I won't do it, it won't make you do it. Right. You know, right, you know right. what I'm talking about, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, no longer. Anyway. Um, uh, but the thing was like, and we liked it and we used it. And it was at a time when my wife uh, and I, uh, or probably then girlfriend, I don't know. And I, you know, nice. we're, we were drinking more of less strong coffee. Let's put it that way with a ton of half and half in it for both of us. So we would make a pot of coffee every morning. Um, and it was fine. It worked great. You know, we cleaned it pretty regularly. I learned a long time ago, the key to good coffee. If you, you can't have good cop, you can't have a good band with a bad drummer. 
you cannot have good coffee with a dirty coffee machine. I'm, this is, I'm, I'm accomplishing a lot, even in five minutes here, Dan, let's be honest. I'm, I'm listening. But you know what we do? It was like, that was one of our nicer appliances, but we'd still have to replace it every 18 months. So we just keep, you know, buying the same version of this new one. That's a good, like a, like a happy example of that. I can't tell you how many examples of stuff I've had in my life as an adult, you know, in the post Dan's metallurgist grandfather period of life. <laughs> Tungsten. Where like... You just you just buy stuff and throw it away. That's like right. That. That's right. You know, you just you just get kind of kind of used to that. But there is something also really gratifying about, like in the case of this clever dripper, like I clean it very thoroughly every day. I don't have to, but I've had enough of these to know that if you if you quote unquote don't take care of it, it doesn't last as long. But with this one, every time this might sound wasteful, but every time I've made coffee, I then boil another kettle of water and put that in there to let it kind of like you know, I don't know, soak, leach, something. Yeah. I, I rinse it very thoroughly. And, you know, and these different ones of these handled in different ways can, can last a lot longer. And, you know, I, that, that, there's that phrase I've heard people use in the last few years, which is the, one of the misunderstandings about millennials is that they can only afford the best. Is that no meaning? Meaning instead of saying, "Oh gosh, you know, oh, spend all your money on avocados or whatever." One reason people like you know, like Alex Cox, or she's they are very picky about backpacks, and that's that's how they are. It's like backpacks. I obsess over backpacks. I obsess over phone cases. All these kinds of things, because a lot of folks that are in their twenties and thirties now don't have the storage space. They don't have. They don't own a house. They can't have rooms. They can't have a present wrapping room. You ever know anybody who has a, a present wrapping room in their house? Like a, a retiree type person. Well, yeah, there's, there's craft rooms. Yeah. There's present wrapping rooms. There's mud rooms. People that have enough house that they can comfortably have an entire, like something that could be a teenager's room gets repurposed for like plastic boxes and stuff like that. Yeah. And if teenager, you're, if you're the teenager a, goes out, they go to college, they're gone from the yeah. house immediately. You've got your wrapping room. At your wrapping room, your sewing room, the room where you go in and compose your, your wraps. But, um, and that's, that's a distinction that's lost on a lot of older people is that, yeah, you know, a, a lot of folks that are younger, they will wait and they'll buy the one version of this that's really high quality that they can afford. I don't know. I do think, I guess what I'm trying to get at very poorly and slowly is that there are such generational differences in how we detect and appreciate value in things. Yeah. And, you know... In the same way that I think vegetarianism got weird because people started being vegetarians for different reasons. Some people are frugal for different reasons. Some people spend more money than you would on something, you, you, whomever you are, not because they are wasteful, but because they have a different way of um, appreciating the value of things. So I don't think it's odd at all that somebody in their 60s, 70s, 80s doesn't want to pay 20, 30, 40 bucks for an app, let alone 80 bucks. Yeah. But it is funny. I mean... I always feel like when I go to the last thing is like, sometimes I'll go to the app store for whatever. Usually I'm, I'm going to go try to find an app that does something related to like a smart home thing or whatever. And my God, it, once you fall away from like the, <laughs> the good apps that I see, yeah, there's just so much weird garbage on the app store. Right. And it's like, you know, when you, you would find a band in college and then they would like sell out by getting a major label and then everyone would know about them and you couldn't listen to them anymore. It's almost like like there's something about apps where like I'm it's the opposite effect of that. It's like I'm going to stay with the mainstream apps because they're they're mainstream for a reason. They're popular and good for a reason, you know? And like I use right now uh, especially when I'm not recording in the in the studio, I use that app Shush to mute. Mm -hmm. yes. Um when I'm not when I'm not using my my regular mic and you know, someone just asked me about that this morning and I was thinking like, that's an unknown app. And yet there's so many people right now who are at home and using Zoom or podcasting from oh, home or yes. whatever. I'm like, it, but that's a totally unknown little app that, that no one even talks about, you know, and mm -hmm. like it should be more mainstream. I don't know. I just thought I would throw that. I know. I, I, I know what you mean. I, I have something I started running into on Spotify and I have to imagine this is an algorithmic oopsie and not deliberate deceit. But um, sometimes I will get a so so for me, Discover Weekly and Release Radar are both very good and usually extremely relevant. Or even if it's not totally relevant, like I see what they were going for. But then sometimes it'll be this really random like trap music song 
which is like not a genre I've spent a ton of time with. The, mm-hmm. I mean, the hip hop that I like and am familiar with is is not recent hip hop. Um, but then I'll notice that the name of one of the, because it's invariably like 16 different people on the track. It's like a Kanye West song where it's got all these guests on it, right? Featuring. <laughs> and sometimes yeah. I'll notice the name of a, of a band that I like. And it's just somebody who happens to have the same name. So when I see some, some, some wackadoo, you know, 12 chorus trap song, uh, and then I see the name Sloan in there. I go, I go, oh, I see why that happened. I don't think that's deceit. I really doubt that they're going, ooh, this Canadian band that kind of peaked 20 years ago. Let's pretend we're them so we get into more mixes. I don't think that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. But, but at the same time, I go to the app store and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. There's so much like gray. What You remember we used to say like uh, white hat, black hat, gray hat, like sort of gray hat right. IP confusion happening where it's like, oh, I, this princess has drawn very much in the style of Disney. And it's meant, you're meant to think this is, if you were a parent buying this, you would think this was a Disney app, but it's just close enough and just far enough that they can get away with it. I mean, it makes everything feel, feel like such a bad neighborhood. And, yeah. and the reason I, the only reason I say that is that now, now, now maybe I am being your uncle who only buys Chrysler's or whatever. But, you know, um, when I think about something like a company like uh, Rogue Amiibo, right? Mm-hmm. Um, great. We, we, just, we were talking about uh, yeah. th- th- them before. That's such a fun, great company. And I love all of their apps. And I do, uh, I do thank, too, but they are a national treasure. I just got the, uh, the, that cool beta of BB Edit. I mean, BB Edit, I think... BB Edit, what was it called at the time? BB Edit Light. But the first thing I, I Text Wrangler. Before that though, even Oh, it was light. Yeah, you could get the light one. L I T E. And that's mm-hmm. I believe what I started when I say making web pages, stealing other people's code and figuring out what it did. <laughs> it was in BB Edit Light. I had the BB Edit, it doesn't suck shirt in Palatino. Yeah. I had I had all in anyhow. Um great, great company, company I, great yeah. software. I've been using their stuff for years. Um, you know, obviously uh, companies like Panic or uh, Agile Tortoise or like a million other. One of the things I want to talk about today is something cool. I just found out that Task Paper, the app on uh, Mac can do mm-hmm. by uh, Hogbay Software. Anyway, um, and again, it's just, it's point of view. It's probably generational, but it's definitely a POV thing where like you would say like, I don't know, I don't know how you get by in your professional life using this insane spyware with no mute button, but like, you know, Hakuna Matata have fun with that. Right. You know, like, like I think I said to you probably last week, I had to recently use Zencaster to record something. Yes. You did mention that. Well, it was just utterly baffling to me. And, and the reason I mentioned it then and now is that the person I was talking to seemed kind of taken aback that I wasn't immediately willing to drop all of the shields. You know what I mean? You know, there's just so many times you run into people who are like, well, you know, I, you know, I uh, do this thing, da da da, and you can uh, share your screen, everybody sharing their screens. And I'll be like, no, <laughs> no, I, I, I have a sticker. <laughs> I have a sticker on my camera. I have all of these things set to like maximum, whatever. Does that kind of protect me? I don't know, but I'm certainly not going to start getting into the habit of just, you know, just so we can touch base, you know, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to drop my pants. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Yeah. So what do you think she'll do? Last, last pass, or isn't there a free one that everybody likes? Foss one. Yeah. And I'm th- trying to remember. I it. Say look- last pass. Last pass. No, last pass is for pay, right? I think there is a free tier for LastPass. I'm trying to remember there was a, a time about a year and a half ago when I was like aggressively researching this space and found LastPass, 1Password, which I'd been using. I think it was like my revolt against having to pay a subscription in 1Password. Mm-hmm. Was there anything better? And my, my result was no. And actually the subscription is freaking awesome and the way it works and the syncing and the way that you get the different vaults and the shared vaults. Like, for example, <clears throat> excuse me, the um one of the things i really love about one password is the concept of the shared vault and so here's the way that this works mm-hmm. i save everything in one password and i use their syncing service for it now for a long time i had just had the individual app and was using it on dropbox or icloud or back and forth now the way they have their sync service it's really really great it's seamless it's instantaneous and what's so nice about this is that i have different vaults so i have a a vault that's my personal but then I also have like a home vault. I have a work vault. And so um, 
when I'm working with a colleague, I can have, so like, for example, we have like a business uh, credit card that we use for purchases and other things. That could be for like a Heroku thing or a GitHub team thing. Yeah, anything you want. I mean, Mm -hmm. we're using it for something as simple as a, a, so I have that credit card information in the work vault that's shared. So Mm -hmm. if an employee needs to purchase something through that, they can use the corporate card through that vault. And if it changes or updates, it only needs to be one. The same thing for home. We've got all the like shared stuff. We even have like the logins for our kids' school to like look at report cards and grades and other things. It's all in the shared vault. So it's there. My wife can get to it. If my kids need to get to it, they have one password. They can use it. It's like it makes everything so seamless and that sharing becomes so easy that and you only need to have it in one place. There's never any duplication. Little details like that that really I because at first I was like, I don't want to pay for this every month. I want to just, I'd rather pay them and just, I have it, I don't have to update it. But then I really realized the power of that because it comes with that syncing service and everything else that for me, it just, I found that was the best one. But I know the one you're talking about that's uh, an open source one that I've heard good things about too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you, I mean, you could just sync if you're on Android, um, I imagine you, you, I bet that's all sort of built in similar to Keychain mm-hmm. uh, on Apple stuff. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's uh, it's also that's I feel like that particular habit we're describing has historically been a very difficult habit to create and stick with the the password habit and the you know password uh, hygiene habit. Um, and And the problem here is that you, it's difficult to show people how much better this has gotten, or how, how do you put it? It's difficult to show people how uh, not difficult this can be, but it does take a demo and to show people that, yeah. oh, you understand now, like 1Password and Keychain are available from pretty much everywhere. You can even, I don't do it, but there are some people who create, who keep their master password, their 1Password password in their Keychain and unlock with that so that it's all pretty touchless. I'm, I'm not to that point, but anyhow, it's... You know, and that's the same reason I think it's difficult sometimes to sell like really good software. Show somebody like the subtlety of why this calendar app for iOS may be better for your needs than that calendar for mm-hmm. iOS. Well, first of all, that whole argument is mute if uh, mute rather if you feel like the built-in calendar is fine. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But they all they all really require somebody to show you the subtlety of that. It would be it would be like taking me out and saying, listen, this you know three dollar bottle of wine you like is not good enough. So <laughs> I'm going to go out and I'm going to teach you until you can't enjoy cheap one i will educate you yeah introduce pain <laughs> why don't you uh, i don't know what we're doing today dan i uh got a few things i will listen that yeah uh, clean my crocs um why don't you talk about something you like wait cl- yeah hmm? clean your crocs oh, two, well two, yeah i've got several pairs of crocs i like clean two of them this is where i am now i'm at a point now where i'm getting i'm getting <laughs> into increasingly more subtle levels of refinement with my tidying and area controlling and you know yeah no i died there i thought i I, I thought today was going to be the um magnum opus on the uh ipad magic keyboard oh it's not out yet but i thought that you had an early version of it and had you know oh you're being silly oh yes i'm reporting live from the show floor (laughs) uh no i did order one but you know i haven't yeah i uh yeah we we should we could could talk about that i can uh, pretend like i have it i've been we're on a beta for a few weeks now (laughs) we could uh we could wait until you have it to talk about but i i am curious to know if you ordered and you've answered that question but yeah let me tell you about uh feels what if i tell you that feels 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 it's wonderful that things like feels exist because I think a lot of people right now are experiencing anxiety. They're experiencing stress. There's a lot going on in the world right now that I think everybody is feeling at a different level than they're used to feeling things. And I can tell you from my personal direct experience, I've been using CBD for several years now multiple people in my family also using it. It has made a tremendous difference in my life in the way that I am affected by stress and anxiety. And the biggest concern for me when I when I started learning about CBD was that it might be something that would make me feel high or make me or get in the way of my ability to to work or feel normal. And that's the thing that I found with CBD is that the beneficial effects that I have from it 
don't come at, at a cost. There isn't a negative impact on my life for the rest of my life. I can take some CBD after I've been to the gym back in the days when we could go to gyms and the, it, it would help with the recovery from that. I would take it when I was feeling anxiety or feeling stress and it would help, but it wouldn't make me sleepy. And if I didn't take it, I wouldn't feel like withdraw symptoms. That's because CBD, you you don't have withdrawal from it. You don't get high from it. It just helps you and it helps you in a natural way. And that's what feels is all about. This is premium CBD and they deliver it to you right to your doorstep. That's the nice part. You don't have to worry about, oh, I'm going to run out of it. What happens if I run out? They deliver it on a schedule that you set. They deliver it on a schedule that's compatible with when you need it and based on how much that you use. And you can pause it or cancel it at any time. And if you get into the habit of using it, you use it on a regular basis. That's where you're going to get the most benefit from it. Use a little bit every day. You just put a couple drops under your tongue and like that's all that's involved in it. And it it feels they take quality very seriously. They do individual testing on all the different batches so you know what you're getting is made from really good ingredients. You know exactly the amount of CBD. It's not like the gas station brands where you just don't know. And uh, I, it's had a very positive impact on my life and it's something I would really recommend uh, people give a try. You can go and you can get a little flight where you get different samples of it at different strengths so you can test them out. There's real people who are answering the phone there who will help you. Again, you don't get high. You don't get hung over from it. There's no addiction. And uh, and it's great. You can join their community, get it delivered to your door every month. You'll save money on every order. And like I said, you can pause it or cancel it anytime. And it's been tremendously helpful for me if you go to the URL that I'm about to tell you, you're going to get 50% off your first order and you'll get free shipping. Very cool. Feels is spelled F-E-A-L-S. Feels.com slash back to work. Go there. You'll become a member. You'll get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. And uh, this is the CBD that I use now. And it's great. Feels.com slash back to work. Thanks very much to them for making the show possible. Thanks, Feels. Buck, buck. I'm looking at Daniel Dale's dog. It's a very cute dog. I think it's nice that people get to be with their animals. You know, they get to hang hang them all over their shoulder or whatever in a purse, whatever they do, whatever you want to do. You just wear it however you want. Yeah, because it's it's you know you don't have there's like not a rule. You could put it in a backpack. You could push mm-hmm. it in a stroller or whatever. I see. I see. It's a day to evening look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because at nighttime, oh, I think it's a Pomeranian. It's one of those dogs that looks a little bit like a like a blueberry muffin pretty cute Little you can put blue. in a bag you wear it on your head you can put it in a pocket you can get a tote mm-hmm. the important thing is never to let its feet touch the ground <laughs> anything that, that you do to yeah it's bad luck and if you have to start over <laughs> you go have to go back and repeat it from the beginning if they touch oh, it oh i see i see it's kind of like um <clears throat> ocd combined with the board game sorry <laughs> Involving dogs. <laughs> do you do you still play Magic the Gathering? Oh yeah, all the time. <laughs> I love games. Ah, love games. No, no, I uh, I don't like games. Uh, I I find games really frustrating. Um, just as a life thing. is a game, Merlin. Yeah, it's been pretty frustrating. I have mm-hmm, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Wash my Crocs. Uh, doing software things. Yeah, a lot of cleaning. A lot of cleaning. Yeah. Don't have a dog. Nope. We got a cat. We got a cat and we got a lizard, which is plenty. Mm. Um, do I have anything that would help the kids today? Dan, Dan, do we have any of that, uh, that, uh, that good sarsaparilla uh, from our listeners? <laughs> yeah, we got a little, we got a little bit. There's one that just came of... in just now, just Ooh, at 1047 AM. So just a few minutes ago, Cool. this is from listener, Chris. Oh, wait, we're jumping right in. Oh, I know. We don't have to. Um, we can do that. No, oh, no, you, you handled that so well. And so in such a muscular way, I was like, I'm, I'm Jennifer <laughs> gray and, and you're Patrick Swayze. And, oh. <laughs> and nobody puts me in the corner. No. <laughs> Not even Jerry Orbach. No. RIP to a real one. Yeah. Okay, let's do this. Why don't we do some round robin? All right. Some Christ- Christopher round robin. Okay. You uh you give me you give me you give me uh you give me some of that uh some of that good sarsaparilla and then maybe uh I'll just talk about my my, my tech BS. Okay. Well, uh Chris writes, "Hi Dan and Merlin. You Hi. both you both talk about reading comics." 
But I can't recall if you've ever talked about your collections. I'm curious to listen to you talk about your collections. Here are some ideas worth discussing. And there follows as a bulleted list. Do you buy monthly floppies, graphic novels, and digital comics? Do you borrow comics from your local library? How do you organize your collection? How do you keep track of your collection? Do you attend comic conventions? If so, which are your favorite? Who are your favorite creators? This is a multi-part question. Thanks for making the show. I've been enjoying it for years and recently got my 12-year-old son Jackson into it. All the best, Chris. And Jackson is spelled J-A-X-I-N. I I just wanted to mention that because I've never... It's a twist and a turn. J-A-X-I-N. Hey, Jackson. Hi, buddy. So I guess this is... shortened down to Jax, J-A-X. I think that's pretty cool too. Jax. Jax mm-hmm. would be a very cool nickname. Yeah. I'm going to change my kid's name now. Yeah. I want a better name for mine. Um, I, I mean, I, my answer is a little bit boring, but I, I do have a hook, I think to my, well, my version is I'm not reading comics so much anymore. Not, not for any reason, just because it's just life. The interesting thing is though, I do I still have the encumbrance of some short and long boxes from my fascinations over the years. Now, the interesting part, the hook, if you like, is um, I sometimes can convince briefly, briefly convince my kid that I'm not a complete idiot with no taste. Um, (laughs) Although I probably by most standards am um, an idiot with no taste, but, um, but like I recently said to Haley, I think you're ready to read saga. So I, you know, brought the trades home, volume one and two from the office. And, um, you know, she's, she's got her own things that she likes. Uh, but I'm, that's, that's the next stage for me is trying to curate the right time for her to find and look at, you know, a given comic. But for myself, yeah, I got a bunch of stuff in long boxes. I, I don't read, I'm not reading much right now. Uh, what about you, Dan? What are you doing? You know, it's interesting that you mentioned you're not reading so much. I'm also not reading, uh, comics so much right now. I kind of find that I go in waves and I have also become, I, there was a time where I'm thinking back in 2000, late 2000s, early, early teens where I was reading and I had a, a pretty robust pull list every week. And you know, everything I was, I, I had some digital subscriptions, but mainly I was going to the comic store and buying them and get putting them in, in bags and storing them in the long boxes. And yeah, I had the, the whole, the whole system, the whole routine. And Wednesday was a fun day that I was always looking forward to. And I, I find that if there are good creators or good collaborators who are writing something that I find interesting, then I will get really into an individual series or storyline or something. But after, you know, just, just saying I'm going to get every one of these issues of this particular comic line, I found it when it was a writer, I didn't like, I didn't really like the storyline so much. And Mm -hmm. You know, and I got kind of fed up with Marvel's, you know, we're destroying New York and maybe the world and then it'll just be fine again after this fix. I just, uh, and the crossovers and the cross promoting and the, mm, I don't know. So that's kind of pushed me toward independent comics, which I really started to get into for a while. And then like, I still remember how into like American Vampire I was. What a great. Oh, I remember that. You know, time. But I'm like you. I kind of found that I fell out. Who is that? Who did that? Uh, no, it was Scott Snyder. Um, Cause that was around the time also that you got me into the Batman stuff. Yeah. American vampire. I'm looking down cause he, um, <clears throat> Scott Snyder was the creator of it. And Raphael Albuquerque did the art in the beginning and then it, it kind of changed and things like that. But, um, Vertigo is closed down this year. So, what? um, yeah, Vertigo is closing down and, oh my God. um, American wait, Vampire is going to continue uh, under Walking D- Dead. Who, DC images, Black. Images Walking Dead? Is that right? I think yeah, 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 yeah. so, <clears throat> yeah. Vertigo, wow, that's a big yeah. deal. Yeah, so they were owned by DC, and they're converting over to DC Black label, which mm-hmm. is, like, has Batman damned and other things like that in it. And, uh, yeah, so I've just fallen out of it. But I'll tell you what. I loved the concept of reading digital comic books on the iPad. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed being able to zoom in and really appreciate the artwork. And, but it just, it's so stupid. It wasn't the same. And I just told mm-hmm. like the regular, but I'm, you turned me on to, to kind of making a switch to switching to trades and general. So I kind of stopped getting individual issues and, and transitioned to getting trades. And so when someone like you says, oh, this is great. You got to read this. I'll wait. I'll get the trade. And 
I feel like that's a cop out. I feel like it's there's something inherently wrong I, about it. I believe, it. at least last time I checked, trades are where the, uh, or at least in the case of like image um, owner uh, owned, what, what do they call it? Uh, creator owned. Creator, creator owned. owned comics. That they, um, that's where they make the money. Is oh, the, good. There's not a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. I think trades are where the money is for artists. But I don't, I don't know. But it's, and also just, it depends, 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 depends. Because I do agree with you though. Like if I said to you like, oh, you should go check out this surprisingly good comic about uh, the Vision family. Right. There's this two, this two trade, um, two volume thing about them. That's, that's a really good example of that. <clears throat> Unless, I don't know, you like to read on the beach or in the bathtub, or maybe that is better. I don't know. It depends on how you like to read, how you, if you are a quote unquote collector, obviously that all depends, depends. But I, I, um, yeah, there's, there's something I could never quite, hmm, how can I, so you go back to 2013 or 15 when, um, my kid and me were both having a lot of fun reading comics every Wednesday, she'd hop in bed and we'd read whatever arrived from comiXology overnight, you know, in bed together. And, uh, I really, I super miss that. And it wasn't until a little bit later that I got an improbably large iPad that I eventually gave to my lady wife because it was too big for me. And there's the, this logical thing I could never quite get over that's kind of what you're saying, which is um, from some rational standpoint, it makes 100% sense to be looking at a comic on an iPad. What, you don't need to go out and buy that paper, store that paper. Um, and if you're using something like Chunky or other services, it's easy enough to like sort of automate your um, CPBs. Oh, wait, see? God, I'm so out of the game. What is it called? What is the uh, file format? CBPs? Oh, you see, is it C? Yeah, gosh, I don't even know anymore. But the, uh, the uh, you know, the comic format file. Um, yeah. But I never quite got over the hump with that. And I think it was as I was sort of waning uh, on my interest in like, you know, my, my interest all along has mostly been just Marvel stuff. Because that's what I'm nostalgic for, the characters. That's where some of my favorite writers are. Uh this is a very boring, long answer, but I'm not reading much anymore. And my kid's very much doing her own thing at this point. Uh, I will interject and say it seems like there are two formats. There is the CBR, which is oh, the CBR, yes. comic book, uh, archived comic book format if the images are stored in RAR format, or uh, CBZ if they're stored in, uh, that is zip archived comic book format. Mm-hmm. Does that sound right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a pretty, I think it's a pretty simple format. Um, I think it's just a, a bunch of structured images mostly. Yeah. But what do I know? Um, and what was the uh, listener's name? Uh, listener's name is I Chris. Remember Max, Max. Wait, no. Wait. Chris. Jax. Jax is the son. Jax. Jackson is the son and Chris is the author of the email. Thank you, Chris. And thank you, Jackson. Um, what do I have here? I don't have much. I'm not really reading that many things at all. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I the day goes by so fast now. I just don't even know what's happening anymore. The day's done. It's the weirdest feeling. I mean, it's been a while now that we've been doing this. And uh, <laughs> we, on the one hand, we do have something like a, uh, like a schedule and repetition and stuff like that. But like, it's also stuff like I'm kind of getting my legs under me with how this all is going to work. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't know why I feel the need to mention this, except uh, I love this app and I was surprised that it took me this long to learn something cool. Um, what we talk about when we talk about task paper, task paper is a file format, a syntax. It is, uh, it is also uh, an app from, from the person who I think, I think it was Jesse, uh, um, Hog Bay who came up with the whole idea for task paper. And it's, that's kind of like markdown for tasks. You got projects, you got tasks, you got, you know, uh, tags, all that kind of stuff. Um, the test paper app for Mac is kind of a sleeper. It's really cool. It does a lot of stuff that other apps don't do um, while still maintaining the pure text format of a dot task paper file. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do stuff like have, um, obviously you can have style sheets for how you want your stuff to look, but you can also have stuff like saved searches uh, or saved, uh, you know, context tags, whatever you want to call them, right. so that every document you create always has these same ones in it, and it's all very easy to manage. I only realized in the last few days that if you're using task paper on a Mac, you can, uh, like any app these days, you can make tabs, the same way you would have tabs on your browser. And I only realized uh, this week that it seems to remember the tabs that you had open between uh, launches, which is wild. How do it now? So you're saying if you open five different 
tabs and you quit and you reopen the application, those five tabs will be remembered like in a browser. I'm Yes. Yes. That's exactly what I'm saying. And, and I sound like a dangling saying that because obviously apps have been able to do that for years. It's just that I'm so habituated to thinking of task paper as just this pure, if you like, delightfully dumb format. It's just such a simple format. That's what I like about it. I like that it's hard to fiddle. It just didn't occur to me that, you know, there is a lot of functionality that you can get just out of using that app. But yeah, it's really cool. So I'll have one tab open. Like I posted something yesterday showing a uh, screen grab of this, but I'll have one tab open, which is like my sort of home view, the overview. I'll have one view that's all my house tasks, one that's all my do tasks, which I do through a save search and some syntax, um, some syntactic uh, saccharin. And then, um, yeah, and then I got my archive so I can go in and like, keep that cleaned out. Anyway, task paper, it's beautiful. Task paper. And that new BB Edit's really cool. Boy, they just keep making an app, don't they? What's different in the BB Edit? I haven't tried it. Improvements to, I, mean, I haven't been in BB Edit in a while, so everything's sort of new to me. But um, yeah, it's got uh, some really cool new Markdown uh, preview stuff. They've changed, I think, the way that they're doing, I want to say WebKit, but it, you get fewer of those flashes and those annoying, you know, update things. Um, yeah, but uh, I, I, I feel like there, this is not a terrible time for me to get back into BB Edit. Just kind of put my TextMate days behind me. And, you know, if I need to be doing stuff with an actual sort of text editor, you know, as opposed to just a plain text NVL type thing, um, boy, BB Edit's cool. I used BB to have it really tricked out a long time ago. And then I got all in on TextMate because TextMate, oh, why did I do that? There was that awkward change over time where BB Edit was still like a carbon app and it mm. felt kind of pokey. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't even know what words I'm saying. But, I mean, uh, I, I, I switched over, um, I was using BB edit all back in my PHP days and for Java, I was usually using like weird IDEs and stuff. But when I got into rails, everybody in the rails community mm -hmm. was using TextMate, and that's what, that's what DHH did the demos. I remember and, when he was first introducing, was it rails? Yeah. And he, here's this text editor. That's like not out yet. That's really cool. And I yeah. think that's how, te how TextMate really got it started. I, it, without a doubt, that's how it did. And that's when I got into it and everybody that I knew was starting to use it. And I stuck with that for a very, very, very long time. I moved to two when they came out with two. Um, but, and we mentioned this, I don't want to go into it too much because people get angry, but I, I, mm -hmm. um, you know, I switched over to sublime text and once I finally see, like, I don't mind editing a configuration file. Uh, that's like a JSON configuration file. Cause I'm editing JSON all the time, mm -hmm. but f you know, other than that, it's once you learn the config and you, you get the certain packages installed that you need it just sort of fades into the background and does the stuff that you want it to do. And I'm, I'm pretty happy with it and it's regularly updated. And, and so mm -hmm. that's kind of where I am, but envy alt for me is the most wonderful note taking app. I use it all the time. I take notes during shows. I take notes pretty much for anything in there. And, and it's, it's really, really nice. So easy to search, so easy to find. I, I, I haven't looked at NV Ultra. I know we can't talk about it, but I haven't used NV Ultra in a little bit. I'm just going to wait for it to be released. But is that what you're using instead of NV Alt now? NV Ultra? I mean, I use lots of different things. I've got, I mean, like the, what is it? I'll give it to F13 is currently NV Alt, but function F13 brings up uh, NV Ultra. Still playing with both, but I, I just feel more confident with NV Ultra just because it's sort of like more, I don't know, kind of in my bones. There was a, where can I find this? Dang it. Oh, here it is. Have you seen Edge, the text editor? No. Oh, Edge text editor. Yeah. Uh, it's on GitHub. Um, I'll just send you the link. I think that's right. And you are here somewhere. Do, 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 do. Mm -hmm. I'm, just right, put, I'm putting all these links into Put the show notes. notes. Yeah. BB edit. Um, how did I discover this? I discovered this by someone whose feed I follow and I forget who. Um, this is kind of interesting. It's a little bit uh, like kind of VI-ish maybe. Did you get it okay? Yeah, I'm getting it right now. Pulling it up. Look, I'm clicking. Internet's slow. I'm looking. Come on, internet. Is your internet slow? Mine's, internet's mine's slow. been in and out, in and out. Yeah. 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 Heavy strike. I just got an email this morning from a guy who's trying to upsell me on business fiber because, Ooh, business fiber. yeah, huh. because the, you know, he's like, well, you know, coax can only enter so much. Burr, burr, burr. 
Yeah, business fiber. Hmm, sounds like a jam up. Yeah, so this is Edge, a uh, text editor for GNU and Linux. Yeah, it's just not loading at all for me. Uh, I got a unicorn when it was trying to load. Oh. But no. Anyway, um, put it in show notes. It's called uh, Edge Text Editor Terminal Based Text Editor for GNU. Um, uh, it uh, it's just supposed to be like a really cool, configurable, speedy thing uh, for the terminal. But I know some of you are at the uh, further end of nerdiness. You might want to check this out. Mm-hmm. I'm style. I like a gooey. What can I say? Mm. Um, let me think what else we got here. What do we else? I feel like, did we have a project? I feel like there was a project we were going to return to. We should, we should have our, our, our up meeting Dan. we really need to get, I know we need to get back on that. Get up to speed, get on the whiteboard, put up our, put up our deck. Well, I have another uh, email here. Do you want to tell me about one more thing you like? And then we'll do some, uh, some letters. Yeah. Let me tell. Oh, I just got the, uh, I just got the sad GitHub thing. Yeah. Let me tell you about Audible. You know, we all think of Audible as being a place that you go for, as Merlin and I would say, books on tape. It's books the place for books on tape or digital books if you're alive in 2020. And that is something that they do and they do it very, very well. It's, they've got the best selection of audiobooks anywhere in the world, I think. Uh, that's my opinion. They're not paying me to say it. It's how I feel. But they also are doing a new thing now that I've told you about a couple other times. It's very good. It's called Escape from Virtual Island, and it is a scripted audio comedy. This is not an audiobook. It's not a podcast. It's a, I guess you'd call it a show. It's a show. And uh, and it's written by John Lutz of SNL and 30 Rock. And uh, Paul Rudd also is joined by Jack McBrayer, Paula Pell, Amber Ruffin, and a bunch of other people. This is a very, very funny comedy adventure. It's about this luxury. It's in the set in the in the future in 2038. And there's this uh, luxury resort island. People go to the island. They have these wild uh, fantasies and these virtual reality simulations. But an important guest goes missing. And there's a search party that Paul Rudd is leading. I don't want to spoil the rest of it. It's very funny. It's it's a wonderful way to start your spring off with something that takes your mind off all the stuff that might be going on in the world. Uh, it's called Escape from Virtual Island. And you can listen for free with a 30-day trial. You just go to audible.com slash virtual island. Audible.com slash virtual island. Or you can text the words virtual island to 500-500. I don't know why you do that. I don't know what that means. I don't know how that part works. So I tell people just go to Audible.com. I'm worried somebody's going to do it and something really weird's going to happen. I want a listener to try it. I won't try it. it. I'm not going to try it. I'm not going to try it. But I want a listener to try it and do do whatever it happens and tell us about it. Uh, But go to audible.com slash virtual island to listen free for 30 days and, uh, and, and check out Audible. It's really great. We use it at home quite a bit. And uh, it's really great this, uh, this, present situation so thanks very much to audible for making this show possible thanks audible fuck fuck yeah yeah Get in oh I, up- I updated the ca- catalina oh so you're getting those warnings <laughs> you sound like a fancy society lady yeah oh, oh. my stars and garters uh, yeah, you know what? I, I did a leap of faith. And uh, boy, this is the kind of thing that <laughs> makes John Syracuse break up with you. What what did I do? Oh, you know what I did? I did all my usual belt and suspenders. Uh, and then I got down to the the last step, which is the super duper. Uh, so, you know, I've got all the kind of automated backup things. I've got backblaze. I've got two time machines. And then I was doing my final like super duper, like, you know, let's do one more, whatever, sparse bundle, sparse image backup before we, you know salt the earth with this because yeah. I've reached the end of my rope. You know, I basically I, I'm really, there's so many things it takes, it takes a certain number of months to get me so mad at what I can't do that. I finally, you know, capitulate and, and update my OS. Yeah. But, uh, in this case it was, I really like the sign in with Apple thing and I'd been using sign in with Apple on some stuff. And if there's a way to do it on Mojave, maybe there is, but I went through the documentation. It was certainly not transparent and easy. And I was also to the point where like, you know what? I've now, I don't need that old version of GarageBand that kept me on Mojave. I'm doing everything in Descript now. So anyhow, uh, the Super Duper backup didn't work. Not because of uh, Super Duper, because I guess it said it ran out of space. Maybe I made the wrong kind of image. I didn't make the stretchy kind. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? The kind of uh, the bundle that grows. Yes. Sparse bundle, sparse, sparse image. Sparse image bundle. I have to look it up every single sparse time. Sparse image bundle. Sparse image bundle. Anyway, I was like, ah, it'll be fine. 
hit the button, boom, go home, check. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all gone great. I, I lucked out on this one. Yeah, I mean, it. Uh, well, you don't want to jinx yourself now, do you? I think it also helps that I'm no longer running betas. I mean, there's never been any real benefit. for. Let's put it this way. For years, there has not been any real benefit to me for running um, betas of Mac OS or OS X. Yeah, what do you need? Yeah, who needs that? What do I need that for? But God. I mean, I you know, the times that I have gotten most bit in the most butt was when I had been running betas. And there was one time circa 2010 or 11, because it was the book times, when um, the, as a consequence of some residual beta stuff that didn't get cleaned up, uh, however that happened. Vestigial? I, yeah, like a tail. Yeah, vestigial. Now, I don't know how it happened, but I, I'm, I'm led to believe that the problems I was running into are because I did not have a completely clean, you know, start. And anyway, it doesn't take that much. As, as we've all learned, as we all learn eventually, you will eventually be brought down by a corrupted font at some point, which is so annoying because it is literally the last place you would look. And I don't mean the last place you would look in terms of like, oh, you know, there's a, uh, you know, I just zap the PRAM or whatever. It's just, it's such a weird problem. Have you ever been brought down by a corrupt font? Yes. Back in just the days, I, I, just takes one. I have been, yeah. So hard to find because it could be one branch of one family of one font and it would be so, I guess the easiest way to test that would just be to shut off all fonts. But like I say, it's like nobody ever looks at corrupted fonts. And let's a, be honest, Merlin, no one's ever installing just one font at a time. You install 50 at a time. Yeah, I do. I tried that. I like that enter that uh, you were talking about. Enter is very, that. very sexy. So what was the point of my story? The point of my story was that I did. I bit the bullet, Catalina, and so far it's working great. I love stuff like being able to... Um, do more stuff with my watch, like to unlock. Like sometimes I don't want a password and obviously I don't have touch ID on um, my iMac, but uh, right. I would just say, hey, double click your watch and I'll unlock this. Like, yes, thank you. I like that. So that's good. I mean, now with that luck having run out, I'll probably be extra careful for the next few years. I've, I've used up too much karma in this easy upgrade. What uh, what else we got from listeners, Dan? Uh, here's, a, here's another one that came in recently by uh, Taylor. Hi, Taylor. gents. Hi, Taylor. Uh, Dan has talked in the past about back pain and his addition of a daily routine to make it go away. If you have time, I'd love to have detailed breakdown of what it is. Thanks for all you do. I've been listening since episode one and have received Ooh. so much that it's hard to put into words how much you've helped me and it helped and inspired me, Taylor. That's so nice. Thank you, Taylor. Dan, talk about your back. What even is going on with your back? Uh, you know, I had had chronic back pain for many, many years, primarily because I had... Really the cause of most back pain, and I say most, I'm not talking about people who have had an injury uh, or, or something like that. I'm, I'm talking about people who develop chronic back pain. Usually it, it comes from a combination of, you know, sitting incorrectly or for too long uh, or being uh, uh, having a bad posture or a combination of a lot of those different things. And for those of us who spend a lot of our time working on a computer, we're sitting a lot of that time. And even if you sit and stand and I had eventually transitioned to, I was sitting on a, um, one of those, uh, exercise balls, you know, the big, the big inflatable ball. I had tried that. I tried standing desks and those things definitely helped. They really, really helped me. Uh, but Nothing fixed it and until I actually embraced a real training philosophy. And for me, that made all the difference in the world. I was to the point, and I've told this story before, but I'll tell it again, where I couldn't like bend and pick something up. It was way too excruciating and painful. Like on, uh, on the reg? Yeah, like just oh, every day. I mean, um, I'll get that sometimes, as you know, when you make fun of my various little injuries, but you would just... Would it just, does it just crop up out of nowhere or was it just chronic? It was chronic. There? It was always there. Oh, and I was, God. I was always in pain always at all times. It was just how bad is the pain? Oh, is it sucks. so, is it bad enough that I'm going to be in bed for three or four days with Advil and ice? Or is it, is it just like I can deal with it as long <laughs> as I don't. And ice sounds like the worst cocktail ever. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm going to make that. Oh, could be no. a, a title yeah. right there. All right. Advil and ice. <laughs> um, but no, that's that's what happened. So what what really was the turning point, the kind of final straw for me, is that I was in I was in pain a lot and, and throughout most days. 
and uh, and I went to WWDC, and I I remember. I think Jim Dalrymple was having, you know, his big bash that night. Oh, and, the beard bash? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Like and a beard, beard bash. Ir- yes. And yeah. earlier in the day, I had been invited to go to some kind of, it's called like the uh, evening of meat or something like that, where where they went to this uh, really cool restaurant. It's in, it's in your town somewhere. And it was like a meat restaurant and they brought out every, every kind, every animal that could be consumed. Is it they like brought a it Brazilian, out. Brazilian restaurant. It wasn't like a Brazilian steakhouse where they, where you do that. And, and I love those, but it wasn't that it was some other kind okay. of thing. And about halfway through the meal and I'd been, you know, walking a lot and standing a lot and more than usual. And I went to this and it just, the pain from even just sitting became excruciating and I wound up leaving the thing early, could barely get in and out of the Uber, got to my hotel room and the entire night I didn't sleep at all. I was just in excruciating pain. I was having like muscle spasms and sciatic nerve flaring and I couldn't do anything. It was like ice. All I could do was lay there. Fortunately, the hotel had like an, like a little, like, um, like, salon or whatever you'd call it inside where they actually had a lady doing like massages and I was able to get an appointment the next day. Dude, it took me to get from my hotel room to the elevator and down into the third floor salon thing. It probably took me 20 minutes walking slow, just leaning against the wall. She must have been terrified when you walked in. I'd be like, man, I don't want to touch this guy. He's a mess. She saved my life, dude. She made it so that I could walk again. I could barely walk. And What what was her style? What's her Kung Fu style? I think it was was like like, deep tissue sports type massage that she did on me. And, and it, it got me to the point where I was like mobile, I could move. And, uh, and so I got back and I'm like this, like the plane flight, I had to get those little, um, they sell them at the grocery store or uh, the like, um, Walgreens CVS. They're, cold packs but they're mm-hmm. activated you break them and like smush them around like one of those uh halloween uh glow in the dark things yeah. yeah and and i used i i needed like three or four of those to get through the flight and oh, uh and then i i had like a little tens unit that i was using to just get me through so finally i made a, an appointment with um the lady who does this thing called um uh what is it called is it rolfing no, it is not rolfing. It's um, it's called Shiatsu? ART, and it stands Islands for the uh, active release therapy, which sounds like oh. something else. It sounds like something else. <laughs> calm, calm, be calm. Wait, okay, so you, <laughs> what? I didn't say anything. You're be the one calm. who said you went and got a massage with active release. And if uh, I asked for that across the street, Jiminy Christmas, they'd be slapping those silver bracelets on me. It's at a it, it's at a place <laughs> called um, Austin Sports Therapy, and the lady the lady nice. who does it, she was the doctor for um, the UT uh, basketball teams, and she was like on she'd be like on the court, and like somebody would get hurt on the on the court and they'd run over to the side and then she'd like fix them and they could go Dan, play Dan, again. She might be a cleric. She might be a cleric. And see, she, see if she has a mace. She now works at the um, Apple. She works. Uh, she still runs her own practice, but she also spends like two days a week at Apple's facility here in Austin at their big campus, like helping the Apple employees. That's so cool. basically she, um, she say literally like saved my life. I, as far as I'm concerned, she got me moving again. And she's like, this is after I would see her for a few weeks and she'd be like, I can continue to do this for you and like keep you going. She's like, but the only thing that's going to like you, you can fix this. The only thing that's fix it, fi- will fix it for you will be mm-hmm. the thing that I had explicitly avoided doing, which was any kind of physical activity that would, would strengthen my core and my, my lower back. Cause it's all about the core. And so you don't think of it as being a back problem, but really what mm-hmm. happens is the muscles in your back are compensating for lack of muscles in other places, primarily your, your core. And so she's like, you need to basically be in the gym and lifting weights. I'm like, how the hell Jill am I going to lift any weights? If I'm in excruciating pain, I cannot pick my keys up off the ground. I can't pick my child up. How am I going to be in a gym doing anything? She's like, well, you don't just start by going to the gym. And so this is the, the long-winded answer to, the, uh, per, to, to Taylor's question, which is I started out by basically going to, I was in a position where I needed to do physical therapy before I could even, it was basically rehab 
before I could even get to a point because I couldn't, like I'm saying, I couldn't pick my keys up off the ground without mm-hmm. sort of leaning and pulling myself up against a table. Well, and now it, you're all off balance, not to be all chiropractic here, yeah. but like you're off balance because you're, as you say, like, it's not just that you're overcompensating in one place, you're overcompensating in lots of places. You're and right. Those, those big meaty arms swinging around, I mean, you're basically a bunch of, of uh, simple machines. Those are just levers that are hurting your whole body. Yeah, absolutely. And like the left side's compensating for the right side and like, ugh, what a mess. Really, a I, I, was a, I was a total mess. And so I started out by training, by going to like straight up like physical therapy like you would go to if you'd had an injury because I was injured. And mm-hmm. once I got to the point where I could like move around like a sort of normal person, I went to very, what I'll, I'll call it remedial uh, workouts where I had a trainer who, you know, like I couldn't do any, like I was so screwed up. I mean, I was thin and I looked normal and looked healthy, but there was no core strength at all. And so like, oh. I couldn't do a regular sit up without using like therabands, like what they call assisted sit ups. But like, that's where I was basically starting from zero and worked up until I could be, I felt like a regular person. Like I could mm-hmm. lift something if I needed to. Um, but for, in my case, that wasn't enough because I needed, I needed to really get, actually strong uh, in order to make this problem really go away. And that's what led me to getting into the gym and then eventually working up to doing, you know, uh, always with a trainer. And these are the trainers that I use were like really, really good and understood coming back from an injury. And that's what was important for me was I couldn't just go to a gym and meet with a trainer and be like, oh, why don't you do five of these, 10 of these? I'll make sure you, you know, it was like, we're starting you out super, super careful. And ba- and these, the, the trainers were recommended to me from the physical therapy place. So like it was all recommendations until I finally was able to like compete in a deadlifting competition and come in third. Like that was wow. a big that's thing really for good. me. That's yeah. A, that's quite a journey. Yeah. And like when we moved offices last year, I moved them in my own truck. I brought all of, you know, I carried the desks and the furniture up that's and down the stairs. That's a long way from uh, not being able to pick up keys. Dude, it took me three years of training in a gym three times a week and rowing and, and, but I'll tell you what, that process was very scary because I would go into the gym and after every single time for like the first year or two, I would come out of the gym thinking I had injured myself. I would have Mm -hmm. paresthesia. I would have all kinds of other inflammation issues and stuff like that. That was just part of the recovery process for me. And it was just that that's what I had to do. And it was very, you know, I had to basically the big thing that can happen. And this is what the physical therapist explained to me is that there's actually a huge component of this is, is your brain. And you actually, a big part of this is rewiring your brain because what happens is there is like this, it's almost like a stress response that happens in your brain so that you, you anticipate pain Mm-hmm. And you, your body, because of your brain, your body will react as if it is in a pain response, even when it's not. And that's not mm-hmm. saying that the pain isn't real, but it's also there's a certain degree of preemptive pain response. It's I'm not good at explaining. But you're also this. no, no, no. But you're also rehearsing this kind of frailty. Yes. Where I mean, the frailty that one feels is real, but the the frailty that you're rehearsing there is like I'm bracing for this bad thing that's about to happen. So, like, I mean, for example, like when I'm riding, uh, riding a kid, kid riding a bike, me riding a Segway, somebody riding a horse, probably. Like, in order to be a competent. How can I put this? In order to be a competent conductor of that conveyance, you have to have a certain amount of momentum and confidence. So, for example, like if a little kid, you try to say to a little kid, for example, when they're learning to ride a bike, you say like, hey, be careful not to go into any narrow grooves. Right. Or, or you know, that can... But <laughs> it's like trying to keep your Conestoga wagon out of other people's tracks, I guess. If you do get into a, the, the unfortunate kind of groove with a bike and, and you slow down guess what? You're going down. It takes, you have to have the confidence to keep pedaling and get out of that rut, let's call it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. I think, I think that's, I don't know if that's totally analogous to what you're saying, but I know when I've felt particularly frail, I will um, anticipate discomfort or pain. And if I do that often enough, rehearse that often enough, um, I feel much more frail. Exactly. Now I don't even have the momentum to right. get out of in the in the the analogy here of getting out of that rut is like you know picking up your 
you should not hurt. <laughs> it doesn't feel good to hurt when you pick up your car keys. It sucks even more for it to hurt a lot when you think about picking up your car keys. And that's because I feel like, I don't say your brain, but your mind is either sending or receiving some kind of a signal that like you are frail and you can't do this. Exactly. And there's just one, you know what I mean by momentum? I mean, it's like when you watch somebody who's good at cutting vegetables or you watch somebody who's good at uh, stacking cups or whatever mm-hmm. it is, you see that there is a confidence and momentum that comes out of that of rehearsing success. And if you're rehearsing failure in what you're doing and anticipating pain, second arrow, baby. Yeah. It's really the second arrow situation and your brain begins to feel everything you just described. And you don't even know that you're having this response. And the only way to break out of it is basically by doing things that, uh, in, in a controlled way that reflect uh, a change that can actually. Mm -hmm. And so again, like the trainers that I had, it, this was not CrossFit. This was straightforward, what we would call powerlifting, where it's it's all very controlled. You're not, you know, in in CrossFit, you're you're and I'm, I'm not going to like slander CrossFit or anything, but it's CrossFit is more like how much can you do in a certain period of time or how quickly or whatever. This was not like that. This was very controlled movements, observed movements and everything else. But it took me, like I said, a long time. And so I'm obviously I can't go to the gym right now, which sucks because of the coronavirus is keeping us out of out of the gyms. Hopefully that will pass soon. So in the meantime, one of the the main things that I do for me and the the single exercise that has been the most beneficial to me through all of this has been rowing. Talked about it before, but I will say that rowing is one of the few exercises you can do that is a full body exercise. You're using your arms, your legs, your back, your core, everything when you're, when done properly, everything you do is involved. I have a C2 rower. It's concept two rower. Um, they're very expensive. Um, but they're one of the best rowers out there. And it was the one that I used in the gym. And I wound up buying like a $250, $300 rower that freaking sucked. And I hated it. And I wound up buying the C2 rower that I was trying to avoid having to buy anyway. So if you're going to get a rower, like get a good one. That's my advice. I'll put a link to this one. But again, these things are incredibly expensive. And I, and, mm-hmm. and uh, I got this really, really cool and I'll try to find it because everyone ever after I mention it, everyone asks me, why isn't it in the show notes? I have a little attachment that hooks on it. It's designed for it. It fits perfectly. It's this metal bracket that's made out of the same aluminum style as the concept rower that fits over the little thing. And it holds your iPad for you because I watch YouTube and stuff while I'm rowing. And uh, it's pretty awesome. So I'll put that all into the show notes. But that is the long answer to how I fixed this problem. And so in the meantime, doing lots of isometric exercises, lots of sit-ups, lots of push-ups, lots of rowing to maintain that while I'm not able to lift 200 pounds off the ground every couple of days. Good advice. Do you have a sense of uh, what would you tell somebody who maybe isn't quite to the point of you being at WWDC? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. How would you, how would you su- suggest that somebody self-evaluate where to begin? Yeah, I that's mean, a great it, does question. It always, does it always, if you're not at a hotel um, with a with a salon that you can get an actual yeah. job in, um, then <laughs> so what is, I think that's what it's called. Um, that's what it's called. This is, this is the W, probably. Yeah, that okay. was the um, W. <laughs> that's a win. And uh, so, uh, do you, does it always begin with a doctor visit or like a calling a, a telemedicine, as we used to say, advice nurse? Like, what do you what do you think people should do? If they're I mean, I, th- I think people need to f- to start based on where they're where they're at. If you're if you're feeling, I would say start by over overextending yourself. Uh, I would start. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't worry. You can't do it too hard. <laughs> That's. What. It's like so that just Homer. Throw, the ropes, throw the ropes around. I would say throw the ropes around is a good start. That a, Simpsons episode where, where he finds some trash can and he's pushing people backwards over the trash can and it fixes their back. And that yeah, he's like, like, do some approximation of like Highland Games versus like Strongest Man in the World competition. Yeah, do, do mean, some CrossFit. Go in and see how a couple yes, weeks of CrossFit. Ride, ride on a tire. Ride on a tire like your Slim Pickens. That's right. Yeehaw! Uh, I think it's going to be based on if you're feeling pain or not. If you're not feeling pain, if you're not in pain, then you might you might not need to start with a doctor. I don't know. If, if you're in pain, though, definitely go to a doctor. And, you know, the problem is a lot of doctors just want to refer you to like a back surgeon and mm-hmm. they want to cut you open. Um, I would recommend not doing that. Um, I would recommend doing maybe anything besides getting cut open unless you have had 
unless you're super into being cut open. Really I agree with you. This is this is such a an interesting sort of thing. Is like every you know the the classic cliche is that when your only tool is a hammer, every problem looks like a nail. I think that's in a somewhat unsubtle way to state something that we all experience all the time, which is the nature of the advice we get, or the nature of counsel, or however you want to think of it that we get from different people. It's going to vary a lot depending on their own sort of hangups. You know what I mean? Like some yeah. people are going to say, oh, you know, you should go to AA or you should work out more or you should like everybody's got their own angle on this or you should join, join, uh, move to Clearwater and try to join Sea Org, you know, so, something like everybody's got their own solution for how stuff goes. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what I say? Buy one password. Is two, three. All right. Should we button this up? Let's do it. Well done. Um, I love you. Love you too, Marlon, man.